0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za.
1: Dr. Nick, and I'll, and I'll ask him how he pronounces his surname, various, you know, different people would be. And it's either I- Ebel or Ebel. Uh, but Dr. Nick Ebel is my next guest. It's the future of leadership. And of course, Dr. Nick Ebel is the founder and executive chair of the Future Leader Forum and the Future Leader Summit. The Future of Leadership Summit is about to happen uh, and happen pretty soon as well. And we'll get to the dates and place and 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 where and the how and what it entails as well. Twenty-fourth of October, the Maslow here in Santon. And of course, uh today, of course, already being the twenty-third of October. So this is happening tomorrow so crime and corruption lack of job opportunities and and of course the doctor can speak to this as well lack of job opportunities failing infrastructure and the rising cost of living have driven the desire of 90% 90% of university students to seek employment opportunities or potential so so it's not to seek but potentially to seek opportunities Abroad. This is according to the 2022 2023 Student Confidence Index, conducted, of course, by the Provisional Providence Society, the PPS, for professionals, which focus on the major concerns of university students about life after graduation and what that would mean for their career prospects, of course. So, Dr. Nick uh, Ebel, uh, Ebel from the Future Leader Forum. We're going to talk to him now about the inaugural Future of Leadership Summit that, of course, is taking place on Tuesday, and that is happening tomorrow. But, of course, I want to talk about all sorts of things, leadership as well, and positiveness, and, and where, you know, country, uh, you know, uh, gauges are. Dr. Nick Yebel. Dr. Nick? Yes. Yes, I'm here. Let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you firstly, the pronunciation of the surname. How, how, how do you do it? It's called Edal, It means it means little male warthog in German.
0: <laughs> little male warthog. That's exactly exactly right. And so, obviously, my ancestors—they're probably
1: hurting the king's uh, warthogs many years ago <laughs> yeah probably tell tell me yeah. something do you do you do you do you do you live up to that to that surname the little male uh, you know what type do you live up to that surname how do well, you how do you live up to that surname it's a good question because uh, if you think about wotocks they're
0: quite stubborn yes they're quite uh, dedicated And yes. they go down on their knees right
1: and they've always want, got their tail to... up in the air exactly it and looks you like a radar i really want
0: to get in front of them. So yeah, I mean I think there is some war talk in me.
1: <laughs> are you are you are you somebody um are you somebody, Dr. Ebel, who who you know, we, we should be worried, don't get in front of me because you know, I'm I'm on one instance I'm 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 a particular individual and I could be this individual as well. No, 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 no. I don't target people, I
0: target goals. Yep. Uh, so not to worry at all.
1: and you said it's dr ebel right dr nick dr nick that's it dr nick uh, sure thank you let's let's talk about of course let's just talk first about the the future leaders forum um and and it's got a you know a lovely ring to it and the future of leadership the future of leaders so there's the future leaders forum that's engaging the future of leadership and it's the summit and and it's happening tomorrow let's just engage that first and foremost before i get to all the other questions and then you know you can tell us about who's there what's there and why why the engagement's happening and why it happens on a regular basis and on what you want to achieve as well and then from there uh, you know i'll deal with all the other questions related to you know Know, uh the aspects then that need to be engaged so let's let's start with the future of leadership summit which is which is tomorrow talk talk to us about that
0: well it's really a 2010 leadership legacy project yeah because if you cast your mind back to 2010 and i believe you were the spokesperson for the deputy president right? yes
1: i yes i was
0: so so you probably have good memories and uh, strong memories about 2010
1: yes i do what and... happened and and the role yes. Thabo played.
0: Totally. Yes. Because right at the end of the German World Cup, mm-hmm. now, as you know, well, you don't know it, but I was born and bred in Germany, the divided city of Berlin. I came out as a lecturer yeah. just before the 94 election. Mm-hmm. And so I've been here 30 years, and... Uh, so, so when I, I did the research report on how Germany won the World Cup of Nation Branding, right? Sure. And they hosted the World Cup just before 2010. Yeah. And then President Beeky made this profound promise, we will host the most successful World Cup ever. Yeah. And it was amazing to see how everybody aligned to that brand promise, right? Yeah. From business to government, to civic society, even the churches. Everybody was aligned to making this happen. And I'm very glad to say that, yes, we did. Because South Africa achieved the highest ever mm-hmm. branding score. That's a 92% from the visitors yeah. versus 88% in Germany. So it still stands. 2010 still stands as the best World Cup to date yeah. in the 110 years of FIFA. So what was the leadership ROI? I mean, there was a definitive leadership ROI, yeah. obviously tourism, but also not only did the visitors um, uh, give South Africa, 92%. FIFA rate, service delivery, yeah. 9 out of 10. You think about the infrastructure, right? Yeah. You think about the, the roads, the new airports, the hotels, the how train. You think about the nation-building
2: yeah.
0: uh, effect. Business confidence, the highest in percent. And the exchange rate went up all the way to 7 rand to, to,
1: to the dollar. Mm. Yes. Yes.
0: So, so that's a leadership legacy from 2010. Ever since I've been wondering how can we recreate that kind of collaboration? Because that's really what happened in twenty ten. Yeah. It was a massive collaboration effort and all stakeholders from yeah. across different sectors of society came together to co create solutions for the future. So that's why I started the future leader forum to bring leaders together from different sectors of society business leaders, public leaders,
1: civic society leaders. Mm. To co-create solutions for the future. Sure, and 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 do you do you with the World Cup at the moment? And I'm not talking about the country dynamics of what's going on in France and in Paris. I'm just talking about the sort of unifying role that 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 the 2010 World Cup, you know, football uh, World Cup, brought to us. But also then, you know, what the Rugby World Cup is bringing to us. Over the years that we've either seen it happen in South Africa or where we stand behind uh, a, a South African team, are you are you watching and making comparatives to to what's going on? You know, either with when we watch our our rugby players engaged in either the you know the rugby World Cups and and even when we're doing it on foreign soil, the way South Africans generally, you know stand together and, 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 and let me use this word, seem unified, or, you know, uh, uh, th- this is the question that you probably going to answer. Either we seem unified, or we are unified. So, you know, have you have you made those correlations between that particular time in 2010? And, you know, the instance, for example, now where the South African Springboks are engaged in, in the Rugby World Cup, and and how they've progressed to, to the final? Absolutely. Mm.
0: So, so there are so many parallels between 2010 and now. Mm. Because the true genius of South Africa and their people, in my view, lies that if you put a massive challenge to the country and the people, mm. they will rise to it. They will overcome it, mm. as they've done so many times. We forget before 2010, the situation was quite dire.
2: Mm. We had
0: xenophobia, we had Kub- Kubrick, right? The first bouts of load shedding, mm. we had a financial crisis. That wiped out many, many countries mm. I mean, the, the, and entire sectors of the economy. And then we had uh, the volcanic outbreak in Iceland. Remember, mm. April, May 2010, just before the World Cup, air traffic was stopped for a week. Mm. So, and there was constant talk about Plan B. Mm. So the situation was dire. It was a massive challenge to, to South Africans, and yet they did achieve and they did overcome Mm. And again, Pierre Colise, when the box won the World Cup in 2019, he said, yeah. the beauty of this country is that when we get together, we can achieve anything. Mm. And to me, that is the unique genius of South Africa.
2: Mm.
0: More than any other country, South Africans have this unbelievable ability to come together, mm. to rise to a challenge, and to overcome it together. Mm.
1: How do we harness that, Doc? Um, how do we harness all of that because and and, and this is this is an experience as well. So we go through 2010 and we, and we, let's start with, we go through 20, we go through 1994 and, and everybody is out in the streets and we have, you know, a unified space and a unified voice and, and a unified flag. And then we get to 2010 and we won, we win, you know, the, uh, or we host the, the, you know, the soccer world cup and we host various rugby world cups. And every time we do. We have these engagements and we show these engagements of, you know, collective, you know, unity and, and, and we show how, how, you know, we, we're absolutely united and we can get together to, 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 you know, project a particular purpose. And, and then sometimes you know, the other, the other happens. As soon as, you know, as soon as the the Rugby World Cup wears off, we're, we're back to, you know, on social media where, you know, we're talking about racism, we're talking about poverty levels, we're talking about service delivery, we're talking about corruption, we're talking about, you know, the state of where South Africa is as a country re- in relation to the world. We're talking about all of these things. and And sometimes that particular picture you know, is, is not the one picture that we, we, we sometimes present to ourselves when we do think about 2010 and we do think about the Rugby World Cup now. So, so how, how do we harness all of that beyond these sporting events? And, and in essence, they, they, they are sporting events that we talk about. How do we take that and, and enhance it, you know, further into the fabric of, of who we are?
0: Well, we do it exactly like the Boker are doing it. Yeah. So we're setting ourselves a goal. And this is happening as we speak. Sure. You might have seen the CEO initiative already about three, four months ago, 115 CEOs of the big companies in South Africa came together, committed themselves to working with government to solve the pressing problems in crime and safety, in infrastructure mm-hmm. and logistics and energy. And they're making you, I mean, we can see it, right? With no chatting. There mm-hmm. is progress made. Because the situation is obviously quite dire. So yeah. again, all we have to do to bring back the broker example, set ourselves a goal, for example, and, and then co-create it very practically. So for example, at the moment, every night, two million kids are going hungry to bed in this country. Yeah. Right? So how do we co-create? How do we, we've got the technology, we've got the skills, and we can certainly find solutions to create food so that our children don't have
1: to starve. So, so and, doc, I'll, I'll I'll put it to you this way, doc. And you're going to be in a you're going to be in a room with all of these CEOs and, and, and various top leadership and, and I and I think to an extent also where you know uh, and you can confirm you can confirm for me where I think the president will, will also engage uh, at some point. Is is that correct? The presidency. Yeah. The deputy minister yeah. in the presidency, Pinky Kakana, yes. who's
0: responsible for monitoring, evaluation, and planning, yeah. will give the opening keynote. Yeah, and the premier of Gauteng will give the closing keynote.
1: Got you. So, so, so with with of course. The, the sort of high level individuals you'll have in the room and 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 i want to make this particular distinction of have them in the room and we are talking about future leadership forum and and the futureship the future of leadership and that's the summit when you when you talk about having the ceos come together and committed and committed to government to fix crime infrastructure logistics and energy And, you know, uh, you know, you know, begin to walk down a path where progress is made. And then finally, what you also point out and you say, because the situation is quite dire. When you point that out, I would point out to you that maybe if we didn't do the things we were doing, we didn't need more than a hundred CEOs to get together to begin to engage in a conversation with government to lower crime levels because they are so high, to fix infrastructure that, you know, was then, is now not then. I can think about the rail system, to talk about logistics. When we get to energy, to fix an ESCOM that was at some point fixed, the best in the world at some point, uh, and, and now to get to a point where we load shed it and we get to a conversation where we're fixing it. Some of those conversations are real in the sense of... You know, transgression in essence to get two people together in a room to go and fix and then to move forward again. My argument could be is that we were forward, we were ahead, and certain things happened to the extent that we now have to get into a room and begin to talk about fixing those things. What do you you make of, of the argument where you say, in all of the aspects that you would have raised, we once did pretty well. And, and and things were pretty okay. And to get now to a place where the CEOs have to be in a room with government to fix, and the emphasis on fix, means that something went wrong. Yeah,
0: of course. Mm. I mean, it's very much a matter of rebuilding, right?
1: Yes, and uh, and, the, and the terminology you use, rebuilding, means that once we had built, and now we need to rebuild, we're not building and planning forwardly, we're rebuilding.
0: So, obviously, I mean, whichever way you look at it, mm. obviously it has a lot to do with leadership, right? Yes. Leadership gone wrong, leadership hopefully going right. And uh, again, that's why, and we need leadership from every level of society. Mm. So not just CEOs, mm. but we need leadership from literally... The the people in the street, we need leadership from communities, especially, you see, when communities come together, Mm. then all of a sudden, they do fix problems, right? Mm. Mm. They rebuild the country. Mm. And that is really what I think we need to do. We need to imbue this ethos of leadership Mm. across the country. We need to work with churches. We need to work with communities. We need to work with leaders across, and they're all there. You have incredible leadership talent in this country. Mm. I see it every single time. They're just waiting for an opportunity to, you know, to uh, to come forward mm. and to get active. And you must involve them. You must make it inclusive. And again, that's something that South Africa is really good at. South mm. Africa is good at finding inclusive solutions.
1: Mm.
0: And... Uh, I mean, the
1: time is not too late. The time is never too late. No, no, no. The right. time is never too late, uh, Doctor Nick. And Doctor Nick, let me just get it right. What did you? What did you say the surname was? Just, just, just remind me again of of the little male Hortog. <laughs> little, yeah, Ebel. meaning little male water. So it's Ebel, right? Ebel, Ebel. Yes, I right. need it no, I need it I needed to get that pronunciation proper. Doctor Ebel, let's let's take a break. It's twenty nine minutes past nine o'clock. We're talking about the Future Leaders Forum, the future of Leadership Summit, and we're talking about getting people in a room, uh, to fix and come up with ideas and also, you know, just to uh, begin to work together to take w- what what we have is south africa and whatever we have it is what we have uh and it's the only what we have sometimes and talking to them and bringing them together and seeing what i of course uh, what, have, what are the big ideas? What are the big positive, you know, that we can go forward with? And that's, of course, the Future Leadership Forum talking about the future of leadership. 28 minutes to the top of the hour. Business and public leaders from across the country, including the Deputy Minister in the Presidency, the Premier of Gauteng, as, of course, Dr. Nick Ebel, Ebel has been saying in the Presidency, the Premier of Gauteng, and, of course, the Acting CEO of Brand SA, are meeting this week to discuss the future of leadership as the country South Africa faces mass skills exodus with many graduates wanting, of course, to leave the country as well. And that's a survey on its own. And that is a survey 2022-2023 Student Confidence Index by, of course, the Professional Provident Society, the PPS. And that particular index will tell us a a couple of things. 90%, it'll say, uh, want and potentially want to work and live abroad to gain the experience. And of course, in 2021, that was 39%. That figure now stands at 90%. 67% would consider, you know, uh, returning, of course, to the country to build the economy. 75% consider entrepreneurship as a viable option. I'm just leading you some of the stats within that, so it gives you context to the conversation we're having already. Or Also, 53% not confident to find work within the next three to six months. These are graduates that are not confident that they will find work within the three to six months, 53%. 30% say they are juggling studies with side hustles, and 70%, of course, Um, rely on scholarship bursaries. That's a high number. Rely on scholarships and bursaries. Uh, So, of course, to to gain that particular degree. So, the desire to live, work abroad, gain experience and enhance their chances are all the things that come out of, of course, that particular uh, professional providence society, the PPS. But let me bring Dr. Nick uh, Ebert Ebel back into the conversation. Dr. Nick Ebel, um, just on on a question relating to the kind of issues you're going to be dealing with in your particular summit which is which is tomorrow and and you know engaging with the leaders and engaging in government as well if i if i looked at you know where where the global uh, prosperity ind- index is and this is also part of of, of, you know, what, what you want to achieve and what you want to do. You know, looking at the 2010 scenario of the Soccer World Cup in South Africa, but, you know, the deadline by 2030 uh, of, you know, Global Prosperity Index and South Africa so out of a hundred and sixty-seven countries surveyed, and and there could be you know potentially more countries, but there were a hundred and sixty-seven countries surveyed. You would know the stat as well. We are seventy-fifth, which means we round about, roughly about halfway of the countries surveyed, and and we want to be you know top test top 10 best countries to live in by 2030 which gives us approximately 6 or 7 years left to be one of the top 10 best countries to live in by 2030 and we're 75th already of 167 countries uh, now you you'll be you'll be in a room where leaders will understand that stat and leaders will you know understand the challenge of that stat as well to get from where they are to get to where they want to be how how big a leap is that? Well, to be quite honest,
0: it's not as huge as you might think. Uh, about three months ago, the British Telegraph surveyed
2: yeah. thirty
0: thousand English visitors—people who had visited South Africa mm. one once or more more than once—and uh, and other countries. Mm. And they did a survey. What do they consider the greatest country to visit? And out of 200 countries, Mm. they chose South Africa. Sure. So visitors are seeing something. Even expats. There was a survey this weekend. You might have seen it. Yeah. Um, Expat do long to come back. Mm. So what does it take to level up? I believe what it takes, and that's globally. Now, remember, globally, South Africa is in a strong position geopolitically because now with BRICS, there's a massive power shift from north to south and from west to east. Mm. So we're very positioned geopolitically. Um, talking locally, I mean, it's very clear that success, leadership in the future is all about collaboration, no longer competition. Mm. We have to collaborate and we have to move our focus from purely growing to contributing, right? Yeah. Because if you think about it, so in so many dimensions, we are outgrowing this planet we are outgrowing the planet in terms of climate. we are outgrowing the planet in terms of food and water. And we need to now start shifting our thinking, shifting our attitude to contributing Mm -hmm. to the well-being of other humans, right? Mm -hmm. And I call it elevating. How do we elevate each other? Mm -hmm. Because, and this is really, you can do that one person at a time if you elevate somebody. And we have a very, very special session tomorrow evening with the former Rugby World Cup champion, Ashwin Willemse, mm. You might remember him from I 2007, do. right? I
1: do. yeah.
0: Ashwin. And uh, he's a prime example of the South African dream. I call it South African dream mm. because he had a very rough time growing up, mm. right? He had plenty of challenges, and but there were people along the way who took him under his wings, who mentored him, who elevated him. Jake White was one of them, who saw the potential in him. Jack Wilde told him, "You've got the heart of a lion. If I had tra- 15 Ashwin Williams in the team, we would never lose." Mm. They saw that potential, mm. and he rose to the challenge. So this is how we have to think about building a nation, uh, building a nation of champions, exactly like what Diva called it. In fact, that was a call to action. Sure. That when it, it's a funeral for Walter Sisulu, it's the unveiling ceremony. Madiba said, "Let us commit to building a nation of champions." Where all of us are winners, because Africa can do it more than any other country on this planet?
1: That's the, that I'm convinced of. That's the that's the nation building through through sport, and and we've we've seen it with the with the kind of um, you know initiatives we've, we we started we started the conversation with, the, the, on on the other aspects of food security, you know. Uh, enabling a healthy nation, job creation, uh, you know, making South Africa, you know, safe again. And then the financial inclusivity, you know, versus the exclusivity, you know, how, how do we how do we break those barriers? Because, you know, nation building through through the sport is is one thing to have euphoria in the street. And 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 you know carry the flag and and at the end of the day you know the reality is we we're, we're the most you know um, diverse nation when it when it comes to poverty we have the richest versus the poorest in 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 one particular country so nation building through sport we've seen it happen we see it every day we're seeing it happen through you know at the moment and when we put our flags down and we're not clapping anymore and we and we go home to our respective you know individual places how how do we just keep people engaged in those places where financial inclusivity is a big thing where you know security is a big thing Health is a big thing. Food security is a big thing and is always a big thing and not and not necessarily only you know every five years when we're either hosting a a, a sporting you know event again and then you know we, we we see everybody with draped in the flag or whatever. How do we make food security a big thing every day and and have the leaders of, of potentially of what you're going to have at the summit engage in the same way. You know, of of nation building through sport in issues of food security and 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 safety. How how do we how do we keep those sort of levels in the area sometimes? And I don't want to say where it matters, but but you know sometimes that's where it does matter.
0: Well, a uh, big question. What are you doing tomorrow morning at nine?
1: I'll probably be you know getting up and preparing for the show but but okay yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a trick question i'm assuming um <laughs> and you you're telling me yes, to kid. to you're telling me to be you're telling me to be in the room at the maslow exactly. at the maslow exactly. in santon and and to see yeah. the difference right Te- please tell your producer you are being inconvenienced join us
0: because you will witness some very practical solutions mm. that are done on the ground. Uh, they are fantastic solutions. Mm. There is more than light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And this is, we have six panel discussions. Yeah. We have some of the big brands like NetBank talking about the future of financial inclusion.
2: Yeah. What's
0: being done, right? Um, we have uh, the CEO of the Graduate Institute of Financial Sciences talking about the future of leadership mm. in. Communities. We have D-School Africa from UCT Mm. talking about how they go about helping leaders to co-create, to innovate, to come up with new models. So if you join us tomorrow, Mm -hmm. uh, Denzel, and I hope to see you here, uh, you will see
1: solutions, practical
0: solutions Mm -hmm. in action.
2: Mm
1: how do we practicalize them how do we how do we take them out of a room and 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 make them practical what is what is probably you know step 1 uh, Doc is to have the people in one room, and and you know, I've I've got to give it to you. You've got, you know, all the people in one room, and and that's that is uh, you know an achievement on on the one side. The two is is for them to bring their big ideas and and to chat about their big ideas, and like you said in the beginning, also to begin to you know coordinate around those big ideas, uh, you know, and and so there are more voices around that. And then people eventually walk out of that that particular room and that particular summit and need to practicalize it. How do you keep just from a summit from a from a from a a, a forum perspective, how do you keep track of of some of the, the the big ideas that that were spoken of and the commitments that were made, you know, so that you 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 you're not you you have a big idea workshop which becomes practical instead of you know an event where we we see which happens a lot and you know people engage is the general talk shop. How do you how do you ensure that the second phase happens out of you know the the big idea phase?
0: Well, I'm very glad you're asking, Denzel, because the summit is not a talk shop. It's mm. not even a workshop. It's an action shop because mm. out of each panel. A work stream is being created that will be timelined and that will come together at one of the leading design schools in Africa to then have a workshop Mm. where we not only map out the solution, but we then commit to implementing these solutions one by one throughout the country. Again, by co-creating with business leaders, public leaders, civic society leaders and so so it's very much an action shop if you will
1: mm. is is there is there an understanding uh you know doctor is there an understanding of the role that business should play and the role that government should play is there is there an, a, a proper understanding of that of late I've, I've noticed government beginning to talk and maybe maybe more so now uh, you know when, 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 when the failures are in front of you sometimes and and the significance of those failures are in front of you. sometimes you you know you, you begin to pull those that you might have alienated uh, a little closer because gov- government, government's view, Earlier on in the year, when we were looking at the state of the nation address, and we were looking at various other commitments that were being made, government's view—not—not not government's view, but—but but business's view of government were not appealing, and or you know, the best that I that I'd ever heard, and 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 business was beginning to question a lot of what government was doing, and and so I understand that when things do begin to you know go south you begin to start talking about you know we have to work with the private sector and the private sector needs to lead us on these particular things and we will take our guidance from the private sector i understand that when one is in trouble um but one doesn't need to get into trouble to begin to you know um bring bring people closer to you my 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 understanding of of you know a a better place is you know, the collective the collectiveness is always a better place to begin with in the in the beginning. But if you're busy with underhand stuff and you're undermining business as well, then then of course, you know, um, you will get to a place where business will let you be watch you fail, and then as and as you then fail, you begin to reach out to, to business. Here's, here's the question I ask in essence. When when does business begin to take on government's role? In essence, do we have an understanding and a proper understanding of what government's role is and what business's role is? Because sometimes when governments fail, they begin on to lean on the private sector to do what government should have been doing in health, in education, in the criminal space, and all of that. Whereas we sometimes should not be taking away from government their responsibility, their constitutional responsibility – we should engage them about what they are doing about their responsibilities and enhance it through through what you know business could do do we understand and does government and business understand their respective roles sometimes
0: look from what i can see there's a new paradigm emerging because now you can see it is not just government and business mm-hmm. it's also many community leaders it's civic society is the churches coming on board. Mm. Again, if you think back to twenty ten, um I know you were the spokesperson for the deputy president, sure. right? Sure. Um there was one specific project that you might remember. It was called the SA experiment. Yes. Where they and I think it was a, 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 a it was a a project from Belgium, but mm. basically what happened that government and business departments would exchange Personnel. They would exchange leaders, mm. and uh, they would exchange students. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's how we have to look at this. Mm. We have to cross pollinate. We have to work together, and we have to do that across society. Mm. And if we do that, it will not only lift up the spirit, as we can see now, because mm. Africans are coming together. Right. You are mm. reconnecting on a personal level, mm. and then. So many things are possible. Mm. So to me it's very much a mindset.
1: Mm. Are you are you, Doc, you know, um when when and, and, and I see how you've taken the twenty ten scenario and you've taken the engagements of the time and you've taken those positives and the and the slogans and how South Africa worked in twenty ten, and you've taken all of that and you you know you 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 you're bringing it together and you are hoping that in 2023 south africa can rebuild and return to that place of of 20 of 2010 how how positive are you that you know we we haven't transgressed over time, and I'll I'll just use a simple stat for you, for example, and and, and it's just a stat which then relates to that global pros- prosperity index. But but that global prosperity index, emphasis on prosperity, the prosperity index which tells us you know how how you know how good our lives are in a particular country. Uh, 75 out of 167 at the moment. Uh, that particular index would have started in 2007, and over those years between two, 2007 and 2023, we've moved 13 places back. So, so in essence, even from 2010, in essence, where we had the euphoria and we had, you know, the the, the banners and the flags and and we had people out in the street. In essence, as a country, as a country where all things index, where prosperity is concerned, we've moved back instead of forward. What is it that, with, with that in place, and I just wanted to put that there as a reality check, with that in mind, and, you know, where prosperity will deal with education, crime, health, and, and security, and all of those particular issues, how how positive are you when we're on the slide where the index is concerned, that we can actually... You know, turn this around and and be that positive and and generative and cooperative nation that you that you want us to be.
0: Well, it's a very good question you're asking, Denzel, mm. because uh, the prosperity index uh, defines prosperity as the ability of a country mm. to enable. Every citizen to unlock their potential. That's is that it that is true prosperity. Yes. Right? And that, that's, that's linked to the
1: mine. that's linked to the economy.
0: Absolutely. Yes. So let me get a little bit philosophical because I am a historian as well. Sure. And looking back over the ages, I mean obviously humanity was born in South Africa. Mm. The way that the future is evolving, I I, I believe humanity will be reborn in this mm. country. Mm. And uh I have great hopes because you see, one thing you have to consider
2: mm.
0: uh, you have to, I mean, it's very much like uh, you love your child unconditionally, right? Mm. It doesn't mean you're not guiding your child, mm. it doesn't mean you're not educating your child, mm. it doesn't mean you correct them when they're wrong. Mm. But when your child trips, you don't kick them, right? Mm. You love them unconditionally, mm. so that's what I'm saying. If we get back to that stage where you love the country unconditionally, mm. no matter what, and come together to rebuild, then anything is possible. Mm. And I can see that spirit in South Africans, and I can see it every day.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Obviously it's there, you know, it's there, Doc. And and it's there every day. And and sometimes it's there every day because because, you know, people people, you know, will take upon themselves the responsibility to 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 engage their own futuristic aspects and say, if I'm not going to get one, two, and three from this component, I'm going to have to do it myself and maybe that's the south african entrepreneurial spirit whereby you know people will will save themselves despite you know the worst of the worst and I'll, and I'll and i'll and i'll foundation it for you again you know so many so many people within the covid period would have been assisted and or given assistance but we saw corruption in the in the most devastating of times how many? So, so in essence, to build the argument that I'm building around people's in in ingenuity, you know, people's own, you know, um um uh, as way of coming forward and saving themselves from from the vastness, from the depth of what could potentially happen. Sometimes it's despite government. Sometimes that is despite government's efforts, which they watch, which they watch, and which could make their lives better. For example, so many people's lives could have been made better within that COVID period, but corruption steps in, and so many people suffer because of that. But life carries on, and so many lives could have been saved, but we don't go back and we say, yes, we need to hold you accountable actually for that. We, we merely move on. And, and South Africans have, have, have got this entrepreneurial spirit of moving on, understanding what happened to them in the harshest of times, but they move on. Sometimes, despite the efforts of government, and and, and sometimes the things that we ascribe to us as South Africans of we are positive and we are entrepreneurial and we engage and we do this, sometimes is is there because you can see the vastness of the well and the vastness of the hole that you're in, and sometimes you need to save yourself. What, 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 do, you, what do you make of, 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 of that? That, that? You know, South Africans do, because of the apartheid system, they have created for themselves an entrepreneurial spirit that can emerge and can go forward even in the worst of times under apartheid, and even when maybe, and I'll say maybe, because present-day government does do a lot as well, when when government and municipalities and local infrastructure fails them, they still carry on. That maybe is just the South African individual that we know. And and that, you know, sometimes that's what we got to take away from it. Absolutely.
0: Look, Denzel,
1: uh, that's one
0: reason why South African leaders are so sought after globally Mm. right in the workforce Mm. because south africans has this unique ability to make a plan right Mm. and uh, whereas many other countries train their people to be specialists those Africans are great at being generalists.
1: I heard the president yeah. saying the other day, uh, Doctor Nick uh, Ebel. Yeah. I heard the president saying the other day, we had COVID and the impact was devastating. But look how look how we have come out on the other side. We, you know, it's 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 amazing and good to say that. But for those businesses who suffered, but should not have suffered. For those individuals who suffered, who should not have suffered. For those people who died and should not have died. You know, sometimes we don't give them enough voice. Absolutely. Look, COVID was a
0: global crisis, right? Mm -hmm. Um, South Africa was a victim of that, as many other countries. Yes. The energy crisis is a global crisis the inflation crisis unfortunately again mm. is a global crisis.
1: Mm.
0: So how do you protect yourself against this global crisis? We
1: introduced corruption. What? We did we well. did we did that with 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 covid. We introduced corruption and we we in essence hindered a lot of growth, hindered a lot of health issues, hindered a lot of and, and as much as you know the 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 vaccination and everything you know was was made available, in essence we 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 were good at some things and we were the worst at some things.
0: Well, that's a good point.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, absolutely. Um, well, Denzel, the world is not perfect yet, mm. uh, but we can certainly make it a better place. Mm. And uh, that's... So, for example, tomorrow, mm. the panel hosted by Brand South Africa mm. is going to examine how do we want the world to look at South Africa? How do we want South Africans to mm. look at the country? Mm. And what is the South African dream, right? Mm. Um, you all know about the American dream mm. that's done and dusted.
1: What is the South African dream? Mm um do and, you do you uh, have a do you have a do you have you know dr dr nick ebel you've been busy with this for a long time and you've stayed positive and you're trying to you know you know okay. generate all of these things and 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 10 out of 10 for all of that you know and and i know that you're aware of the realities and the and the and the, and the and the and the and the struggles on the ground as you as you deal with that do you have an answer to to that question of what potentially the south african dream could be
0: absolutely mm-hmm. uh To me, it's personified in people like Ashlyn Willemser, struggling throughout the childhood, Mm. overcoming against all odds, being mentored Mm. by somebody or some people who see the potential in you, Mm. and then going all out to make it happen, and coming back. And that is the definition of a hero, Mm. coming back and then giving back, Mm. giving back to the community. Mm. And uh, that to me is a South African dream. Mm.
2: It's
1: a South African hero. Mm. Dr. Nick Ebel, um, nine o'clock tomorrow morning, the Maslow Centen. Uh, tw- I expect you. That's yes, that's the twenty fourth of October. Um, in in about a minute, in a minute, Doc. Um, you know what? What would make you ecstatic? What would make you happy when the last word is said and everybody says goodbye, travel safe, see you next year. When when those words are said, what it, in about a minute, two minutes, is what you will take away, the positive you will take away from that conference?
0: First of all, the energy. Um, the energy that will flow throughout the room. And you know, energy is contagious. Negative mm. energy is contagious, and so is positive energy. True story. Um, that's the first thing I want to take away from tomorrow. Mm. Secondly, connection. When people connect on a personal level, on a human level, and all of a sudden, we see each other as a human being. Mm. And we start to discover great things about each other. And that's when you form friendships. And that's when you're open to, uh, to collaborating. Right? Mm. That's what I want to see.
1: Brilliant. Dr. Nick Ebel. Thank you, Thank you so so much for, for a really interesting conversation. On the positive on the positives, I'm absolutely with you. You know, I'm 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 you know, the country has to succeed. It it does not have it does not have a, a, another option. It has to succeed. So many so many people's futures uh you know rely on rely on, on the country succeeding and not and not failing. Uh, and I think we all want that. And every every effort to get us there, I think needs to be applauded and needs to be supported. So doc, I I wish you well. And, and you know, let's, let's, let's go forward positively. Absolutely. The time is now as he used to say, Kenako. That's it. Dr. Nick Ebel, future leader, forum founder and executive chair. Yeah. The forums are happening, you know, the, the, the summits are happening and, um, and the, the good deeds will be said and, you know, people will clap hands. And I, I can only hope. I Sometimes this is where I get stuck with a lot of things is that, yeah, um, we can have all of the discussions. And only when you see them generate and change people's lives, do you then, you know, go and say, I see value in all of these things. Uh, sometimes talk shops are just talk shops and um, they remain that and um, one of one of the things in this particular country is that we we want to see we want to see south africa prosper
2: you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts